You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome to the show, my lovely friend. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. Thank you for joining me today for this episode all around cannabis and the basics of cannabis. There is a lot of confusion and misinformation that is still out there revolving around this plant that grows from the ground, and we're going to get into it with one of the co-owners of Flow Gardens, David Miller. We chat all about how David got into the cannabis industry, the difference between marijuana and hemp, THC, different cannabinoids like CBD, CBG, and CBC, We also discuss sativa versus indica, different growing methods, plant medicine, endocannabinoid system, terpenes, and the entourage effect. David also shares what changes he has seen in the industry, how we can combat the cannabis stigma, and the different ways to consume hemp. It is a really great episode to learn more about this wonderful plant, So without further ado, here is my chat with David Miller from Flow Gardens. Hi, David. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am super stoked um, to have one of the founders or the the co-owners of Flow Gardens on the show to talk all things cannabis. Yeah, absolutely. And we're we're excited to be on the show, you know, just because of the name. And then I looked at the content afterwards from some of your prior shows, and uh, it's definitely an honor to be here. So um, it's definitely a catchy name, as I mentioned before. And my wife's a big fan of it, so if my wife is, then I am. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know. Um, maybe I like I said. Maybe I should get some T-shirts made or some mugs or something. <laughs> I don't know because because uh, it does. It's um. I feel like a lot of people can identify, like we said that. Uh, you don't have to to be barefoot, and although I do like to be barefoot, but um, dirty and barefoot there you go. <laughs> and smelly to be a hippie. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for before we like get into all things cannabis and growing it and the benefits and what the difference between marijuana and hemp is and all the things, um, how did you get into this industry? Um, gosh, it took me about. 20 years to, to realize what I, what I wanted to do. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll try and be concise as, as possible. Rebecca, I was born and raised in Knoxville, uh, East Tennessee, uh, went to the University of Tennessee, managed money for TVA, Tennessee Valley Authority, institutional money management. And, uh, out of a stroke of luck, I'd convinced Warren Buffett to buy a company in, um, in Knoxville, uh, CMH Clayton Homes, a subprime lending and manufactured housing company, me and another uh gentleman uh we were calling home builders at the time ended up buying the company for 1.8 billion so i got super super excited about the potential in um in the finance industry and i was really really good at numbers too uh, math always came natural to me so whenever i graduated i moved to atlanta I worked for american express for five years management compliance operations and sales and started my own company about five years after in 2008 and uh, we were the fastest growing financial services company, got all these awards, yada, yada, yada. And I ended up selling the company 
um, and I guess it'll be about a year ago um, at the end of May. And um, about two years before I sold my company, I really wasn't, you know, enjoying it. Um, I was really good at it. We were making a lot of money. We were, the company was doing great, but I just wasn't enjoying it. So I took a deep look and said, hey, you know, if, if you're going to live a purposeful life and if you're going to do something um, that is in alignment with what you believe, what would that be? And my best friend passed a cancer. I got it at 22, passed at 29, stage four colon cancer and some other PTSD and other medical situations uh, within my, my family network. And I've seen cannabis really affect uh, a lot of people's lives in a positive way. So I said, you know what? This industry is exploding. Um, I've always been a huge supporter since I was since I was uh, in high school. Um, and so I, I decided to change. <laughs> So company and I met a guy through my little brother um, uh, who was uh, co was the founder of Flow Gardens and he wanted some business and operational help and experience and so uh, and I, I don't know how to grow cannabis um, I'm, I'm learning <laughs> kind of like on the side for fun I'll li leave that to him he's a master of it he won the Emerald Cup and the High Times Cup uh, last year and then we placed second this year in both of those. Um, uh, but so I'm, so that, that's the long story, how I got into it. <laughs> um, <Wow. yeah. laughs> it's like kind of, I don't want to say the polar opposite, but a little bit of what you're originally doing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, so. sometimes it, sometimes it takes, I, I mean, sometimes, you know, there are people who are 60 years old that are still like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. So <laughs> at least you got it earlier than that. Right. Yeah. And that's why I just look at these, a lot of these younger generations and they're, they're starting with purpose and they're very, very clear with their intentions and why they're doing and what they're doing. And they've got it going on way, way sooner than I did. So I'm just, I'm super about this industry, especially when it comes to younger generations and then getting that business experience and, and being able to push the industry forward. Right. Right. Well, I mean, when we were younger, that wasn't even an option. I mean, you know, talking about the the stigma on cannabis and uh and obviously hemp is lumped into that so um yeah i mean it's great to to have these different options for people yeah yeah for sure um so i do want to talk that, about that before anything is the stigma because i think you know most people when they hear cannabis and even when they hear hemp they don't they don't know what that even means and y'all sent me um, some samples, which thank y'all so much. Um, super wild when it came. I mean, I'm, I have it here on my table and it's like, I, I can't tell the difference. That's what's so wild. So, you know, I, my husband was like, I showed it to him cause I was look at this, look at what came. And he was like, Oh my gosh. And you like smell it. And it's like super strong and it looks the exact same and it feels the same. And it's like, you know, well, obviously there's that, that it's, it's like the same, plant basically but the inside's different like how how does that even work that's that is a great question and there's a ton of ton of confusion out, out there around what's the difference between hemp and what's the difference between that with you know with marijuana um so cannabis is marijuana cannabis is hemp the government's you know good bad or indifferent the war on drugs the how it's been illegal um yeah for such a long time you know that when the farm bill came out they they said okay well 
hemp is considered anything with less than 0.3% THC. You know, the, the psychotropic or sorry, psychoactive component of marijuana. So uh, the, the genetic, so they made that, they made that legal. Um, the genetics were, are not as advanced, still not, are not as advanced as marijuana, but that's the only difference, Rebecca, is that you got less than 0.3% THC in marijuana, sorry, in hemp, and you have more than 0.3% THC in marijuana. You, they have, it's just the different cannabinoids, and it's kind of an intimidating word, so a lot of people understand. It's basically just the good stuff in cannabis in addition to the terpene. So you have THC, you have CBD, you have CBG, CBC, you have all the different cannabinoids. And um, it's it's just that THC component that makes up the difference. But do they look, if you, if you have a marijuana plant and a hemp plant in the same room, are they going to look almost identical? Like, can you tell, how do you tell the difference? Um, I can't. <laughs> Our grower. Wow, uh, that is wild. You know, I would say a a super super high aficionado might be able to. I'm not sure, but yeah. you know, you have sativas and indicas, um, ones that are more daytime versus nighttime to kind of simplify it a little bit in both hemp and marijuana. So the the, the plant is so hybridized these days. I mean, you, you can't tell the difference when, wow. when you're. That is so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of blown away because in my mind, I think I thought that they looked slightly different or something, you know, maybe I thought that, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So with indica and sativa, explain, explain the differences between. So sativa is the one that's more uplifting. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And there's so many different crosses and strains these days. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. But again, to simplify it, if you have a uh, sativa plant, those uh, tend to be less dense, the buds. Um, and they tend, so from a, just from a visual perspective, that they're not as like golf ball-y. Um, and they, they smell a, a bit different. Um, and the sativa plant, like you said, is more of a daytime strain, a creativity uh, centered, kind of kind of energize, get 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 you up and going. Happy. <laughs> and indica is more of like a, it helps you more of a as opposed to the head high um, or head change, you should say, with uh, sativa with indica. It's more of like a body. Um, effect so you can sleep a lot better it relaxes your your body in a different way and um yeah they, they also have quite a they have a distinct distinct smell to it super crazy because i was looking on y'all's on y'all's website and i mean just reading the different strains that you can purchase and that's what's i mean that's why i'm saying it's just like so wild because you read the names and they sound just like what marijuana has different names, you know, like blueberry this or something Kush or, you know, like, it's like, this is so crazy. How is this? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's wild. Um, 
but I'm so grateful that in 2023, we're here at this point where at least, you know, we can sell, <laughs> you can sell hemp products. Um, I mean, can y'all mail, is it, I don't know what states are allowing certain things. Is it all 50 states you can mail to or, or how does that work? Um, I would have to check our compliance. Rules. Not all of them. There's maybe one or two that we can't, uh, maybe Idaho. Um, but yeah, but that, that could have changed. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're excited about, Rebecca, is, um, you know, I was just talking to some of our, our salespeople this morning, and we're getting a lot of our online orders um, from California, from Illinois, from Colorado, Washington, you know, states that have had legal, you know, marijuana for, for quite some time. And it's because people are really starting to understand, hey, it's just not the THC that has medicinal and health benefits in the plant, it's also these other alternative cannabinoids, the CBD, CBG, CBC, et cetera. So the way I like to describe it that's relatable, even though it's not really comparable to alcohol, um, but just to try and make somewhat of an, a comparison is like uh, just straight THC. It's kind of like moonshine. Like it will blast you off and send you to the moon if you're not careful yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas you know a a balanced cannabis plant with thc cbd cbg you know some of those alternative cannabinoids is kind of like having a willamette pinot noir you know it's it's not as strong you're still going to get the effects and re we really feel like that's where the market's going one because of the medicinal benefit but two as the consumer becomes more educated on the plant and how it can help people, they're going to be like, okay, yes, there are benefits to THC, but there's also these other alternative cannabinoids that have tons and tons of health benefits and studies are, are coming out around that as well. Mm -hmm, yeah. And there's still a lot of fear in THC. You know, there's people, people I think are, are more associating the CBD as like not scary or beneficial. And like the THC is like, oh, that's what makes you high and crazy, you know, like paranoid and like anxious. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have so many testimonials and I was, uh, uh, kind of on a little more serious note. I was, I was talking to one of my good friends and he, he brought his, his mom over. She unfortunately got diagnosed with, um, with pancreatic cancer and she was, you know, so I educated her on, on all things cannabis and you know she had similar to some people in my family they, they'd smoked like one time in college and they thought the devil was going to get them and they never wanted to touch it again and that's probably <laughs> because you smoked a really really high thc only plant yeah so you know we i went through an educator on all the different benefits of the alternative cannabinoids and thc and you know so it's already started helping her appetite um she's been gaining weight while on chemotherapy still in the early stages but um, yeah, really education is the key with that when it, when it comes to health. So. Yeah. And I've read that people who take CBD or, um, some type of hemp product while, if they are doing chemo, that it can help reduce some of the side effects of chemo. Is that, have you read that as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like nausea or I'm not sure. Yeah, what it helps, certainly helps with, with, with the nausea. We've got tons and tons of testimonials there. Obviously I'm not a medical practitioner, so I can advice, but a lot of the studies that are coming out that CBG um, and CBC are, have um, strong cancer fighting agents um, in them. So they, they fight cancer cells really well. Okay. So CBG or CBC, 
are just another type of cannabinoid, just like CBD. Is that okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. That's right. Yeah, a lot of people associate hemp with just CBD because that's the really popular ones. You'll drive around and see a lot of those like CBD shops or or whatever they are, but there's there are a lot more um, alternative cannabinoids as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think some of those shops too, I mean, it's like people being like, okay, do not buy CBD from a gas station. <laughs> I mean, that's a no. <laughs> or if somebody's like, oh, I tried CBD, but it didn't work. And I'm like, well, where did you get it from? It's like, well, gas station. It's like, <laughs> that's yeah not a good idea. I, don't, I don't disagree with them i would um you know that that's one of the scary things i'm not a huge fan of regulation i'm a fan of it in moderation yeah, me neither, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know that there aren't regulations uh there's not a lot of regulations not or uniform i should say across all 50 states about around packaging around dosage amounts, around certificate of analysis. So you actually know what you're taking. So these people that are making it and selling it to, like you said, gas stations or these smoke shops, you know, it may be a great product. It may not, I don't know. So a lot of those regulations are starting to um, unfold in a, in a beneficial way so it can protect the consumer. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I am right there with you. I, I think that, I don't want the government all up in my business kind of thing. But at the same time, I'm like, maybe y'all should be trying to protect people just a little bit. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I, I, um, I mean, there's so many different people or different companies and trying to get into the industry anyways. Right. So the consumer has to be a little diligent in their research and may, and that's probably why, you know, y'all have had all these people from different states too, you know, come to y'all want to find trying to find the highest quality, you know? Yeah. So what do you think makes, what, what makes y'all different than just the run of the mill CBD or cannabis grower? I'll say. I would, I would say, um, it's our maniacal focus on quality and research when it comes to that. Um, a lot of the CBD companies have, you know, gone out of business since the farm bill passed. Hmm. Um, there was a huge, huge push and there was all this um, CBD or sorry, this hemp grown and CBD distillate, which is basically like a refined version of the cannabinoids and kind of like a um, like a liquid like syrup type form, if you will. And so the market was was flooded. And um, that's what a lot of the products are. They're, you know, in gummies, they're in uh, tinctures, they're in uh, lozenges, different types of ways to take it. But we sell that high quality potency flour. Um, that is that that's our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. And you will have a different like a lot of different growing methods. Um, so I talk to talk to me about that. It. It said like hydroponic, aquaponic, which what in the heck is different between hydro and aqua? I don't know. I would have thought they would mean the same thing. Um, but also living soil, but y'all do mostly indoor. Um, yeah, just talk to talk to us about just growing in general, your different methods. Yeah, so we have four main methods. We have uh, living soil. Um, so there are bugs in our soil. We, you know, whenever we harvest, we actually um you know cut the stalk and we leave the roots in there so it um you know uh, disintegrates and goes goes back into the soil we have a lot of beneficial bacteria in our living soil so that's one method uh then we have three water or hydroponic methods 
which is uh, we have deep water culture. It's like constantly circulating water and the plants aren't actually in anything. So there's there's no like media holding them together. They're just in the water. So they're constantly getting those nutrients from the water. And then we have something called top feed and then, then flood and drain too, which are two other hydroponic methods. There's a lot of different methods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that because they produce something different? Like why, why do you have different methods? Like what, what is the benefit of that? Yeah. What our research is finding is that um, in, like in the deep water culture, the circulating water, we, one, we can regulate the, the nutrient intake um, in, in that water more so than, than, than the living soil. So we know what the plant is, is eating and what we're feeding it. And the cannabinoid levels tend to be higher um, in that deep water culture than they do the living soil. Um, but the smells of the living soil and actually the way the plant grows with the living soil like tend to be distinct. And that's the, that's the same strain. So if we're, you know, growing um, orange dreamsicle um, in deep water culture or in living soil, the plant's going to look and smell um, a, a little bit different. Huh. That's wild. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, when you say like research and genetics, so y'all are, I mean, I, I feel like maybe there's a lot of CBD or uh, hemp growers that are just growing and they're not maybe doing the research side. Is that kind of the difference too? Like y'all are really trying to play around with what you can create? Exactly. So we do a lot of collaborations with um, a lot of the seed companies are, are out West in Colorado, California, Washington, but we'll do uh, collaborations with our seeds. So we'll actually... Um, pollinate or, or cross different strains. Um, so get babies from those from those plants that have totally new uh, chemical makeups. Not totally, but they have different chemical makeups. And we created, you know, our own uh, genetics, you know, through uh, crossing the, these these different strains. And we we have plants on the market that like. People, other people just aren't selling. We have a super high uh, CBC plant um, that 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 we're selling, and you know we got a lot of other stuff that we're doing back in our laboratory and some of our uh, testing um, cultivation tents as well. So CBC. So let's go back to the CBC and the CBG. Like, what properties or health benefits? do you see with each, uh, those are, they offer something different than like a CB, CBD or like, yeah, let's go over that. Cause I don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's a great question. So like the CBG is really good with uh, inflammation, um, fighting cancer cells, uh, fighting bacterial infections. Um, the CBC plants um, is known for uh, also fighting cancer cells, but uh, inflammation when it comes to, um, your intestinal system. Mm. So, and there's, and this, the studies on these are limited, right? I mean, the, the only, uh, well, it's the beginning. It's the, genetics it's the new frontier. Have, yeah. Yeah. It's a totally new frontier. The genetics are progressing a ton, but we're still in the early stages. And that's why I believe it was the first week of December, Rebecca, the, uh, Congress passed the marijuana cannabidiol research expansion acts. So, 
Uh, they're still promulgating those rules, but there's there's going to be a lot of money going into research when it comes to cannabis that I think is going to be is going to open a lot of people's eyes. Well, that's amazing. I didn't even know that that happened. Yeah. I am just so happy to hear that there is some progression and we're moving forward. Uh, I would love to chat a little bit about the endocannabinoid system. I think it's important for everybody to understand that all mammals have an endocannabinoid system. It's kind of like we were almost designed in a way to consume plants that have cannabinoids in my mind. I mean, because why else would you have an endocannabinoid system if you're not meant to consume them in some fashion? I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe we're supposed to eat the actual thing. I don't know. Um, so, what? I mean, yeah, talk to us about cannabinoids and and, and what do you know about the endocannabinoid system? Yeah, and I think one of your earlier podcasts, um, there is um, mentioned of Ayurveda and how that ties into to fitness, holistic medicine and and how that can tie into the cannabinoids is that i'm a i'm a crossfitter um so i'm one of those crazy people that has um you know kind of insane insane workouts i find it fun for some reason but you know my my joints sometimes will get inflamed if i push it too hard so we'll have we have cbd salve that uh, really does help if you have um you know joint inflammation um and the I, I think the the ECA the endocannabinoid system was only discovered could be wrong on this was only discovered in like the nineties so there's a lot to be learned about it yeah, it's like um, the microbiome but, the microbiome wasn't even that term wasn't coined until two thousand six so like it's very new <laughs> to most people <laughs> oh wow I didn't I didn't know the microbiome was yeah I mean they actually thought that digestive health is my forte because I've had digestive issues so um. Yeah, it it that that term wasn't even coined till 2006 and uh, for uh, like 100 years basically lots of scientists and doctors thought that the the bacteria they knew that there was bacteria in our GI systems but they thought that it did nothing. They thought that it was just point like that you could sterilize it and be healthy or something like that, which is obviously not true. So anyways, yeah, yeah so it's kind of the same thing. So when it when it comes to like cannabis and cannabinoids relative to plant medicine, you know, I don't think that cannabis is, is a cure-all and more important, I do think that it needs to be used in moderation. Um, and just like anything else, if you're, if you're using it too much, thought, I think there, there are negative, you know, side effects. You know, I'd, some people put CBD in their coffee. I, I CBD drops or in their, in their tea at night, you know, some, some of the cro famous CrossFitters beam, I think is, is the brand that Matt Fraser uses, but, like I, I, I use, um, you know, mushroom, I, Paul Stamets is, uh, I forget the seven different types of mycelium and then also use fresh cap. Um, that brand I've used that for a couple of years for the, which is actually the fruit body powder. So I think just having a overall good balance with different plant medicines will, like you said, really help your, your gut biome, but also it kind of plays into your, your endocannabinoid system and, um, how your body you know, self heals itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in anything, um, done too much is bad. I mean, you can eat too many carrots and you turn orange basically. So, you know, you get too much <laughs> vitamin A. I mean, so, so yeah, it's, it's, um, 
should not be obviously I, w- I wouldn't even say it ab- abused but nobody should um there's no magic pill there's no magic bullet you know it, it, whether that's with pharmaceuticals or plants but but it can you know all of these things together if you are using different plants and eating a certain way and exercising and making sure that you're keeping your mind in a positive uh positive outlook i mean that's how you have the you know the mind body spirit wellness approach and can help your body heal all kinds of things so um so yeah um what about turp turpins cuz you see i feel like well i don't feel like i do you see that that word a lot and yeah. um i i kind of think so there I, well first off i want to background back back step a second cuz i had I searched it on the internet because I thought I knew what it meant. <laughs> um, and then I, I read something about basically comparing it to wine, because when you think of um, it's kind of like, well, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to let you explain it because I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I need to just stop right now. <laughs> and I know, uh, you know, I've only been in the industry for for a couple of years uh, other than kind of being a closet fanatic for for 20 before that but so my my knowledge is limited but when my understanding when it when it comes to terpenes there's you know well they're naturally occurring in you know in in many 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 plants and you have terpenes specific and they're just very um superfluous with they're they're very present in the in the cannabis plant and a lot of different terpenes so like you have uh Myrcene, that's a terpene that is found in mangoes. That's why they say if you smoke a myrcene uh, cannabis plant and then eat mangoes with it, it kind of amplifies the effects. Um, what? That's cool. Yeah, I learned that from the founder of, of Raw. Uh, he's he's a huge terpene fan. You have beta-carophylline or beta-carophylline. I may be pronouncing it wrong. I'm from Tennessee. Excuse me. But, no, that's that's in, that's in pepper. That so they say you know it, when you smell pepper you know it kind of gives you that calming effect, um, and so they they think that you know that's one of the things that bigger carophylline does because it's in pepper and, and cannabis. You have I think lavender is linalool. I may have that wrong, but um, so you that's why when you smell these plants have different terpenes and all these different smells. It's it's the terpenes that you're smelling. It's not the it's not the cannabinoids, and they. There, there aren't studies that I'm aware of that are proven around this, but they say that entourage effect or kind of like that holistic effect that the cannabis plant can have is really amplified by growing quality cannabis with high levels of terpenes. So like the average, like a high quality cannabis, cannabis plant may have one to 2% terpenes in it and it has pretty good smell. The, the terpene uh, levels that we're growing for our plants we're coming in at three to a little bit north of 5%. Um, and so we really feel like a lot of those therapeutic benefits that we don't really have scientific facts around yet, uh, with, at least with a high degree of, of certainty, that prov- that helps with that entourage effect in addition to the, the cannabinoids working with your endocannabinoid system. So, and if you, if, if anybody's curious and is kind of like, like a research nerd and wants to go into terpenes more, you can go to a lot of these cannabis sites and we'll have what's called a certificate of analysis. And the good ones will have uh, a certificate of analysis when it comes to the, the terpenes, not just the cannabinoids. 
and you can see all the different terpenes in, in the cannabis plant. It's pretty amazing. Wow. And y'all have a CEO. Y'all um, sent a COA with with my or with my order and it has a a QR code. Um so y'all's will all will also say the terpenes. Uh, yes. So on, on the sites, we have, uh, we have terpene tests and we have, uh, cannabinoid tests. Um, so go, going back to the entourage effect, because I don't know if ever, I mean, people might have heard that term or that phrase, what explain what the entourage effect is. It's having a well-balanced High is a good way to put it. <laughs> Here's a simple way to put it for me. Um, you can get the benefit. So you have CBD as a cannabinoid. You have THC as a cannabinoid. CBC as a cannabinoid. And let's just take, you know, those three I mentioned: myrcene, beta carotene, and linalool. If you combine those three terpenes and those three cannabinoids, whenever you are um, consuming the cannabis plant, then that is going to give you a better feeling, theoretically better effects. It's going to be better for your body as opposed to if you're just smoking, you know, what is very prevalent in a lot of dispensaries where it's recreationally legal, you know, a 30% THC only plant with usually maybe a half a percent in terpenes. That's going to be a totally different experience than having that, that more balanced effect in that example that I referenced. Yeah, it's like the synergistic approach, right? I mean, if you eat, if you consume, um, you know, an apple versus just drinking apple juice, you're going to get completely different benefit from eating the whole apple than just drinking the juice. <laughs> Here you go. You explained it better than me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can take that. You can use that on another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or you could use any fruit. I mean, I was thinking orange originally, and then I said, well, maybe an apple. But yeah, same idea. <laughs> I won't steal your thunder. I'll try and choose another fruit. No, you could use that. I'm not <laughs> going to know. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like this it's synergistically. Uh, I think about that with like pretty much everything. If like all plants, I mean, if you just take, if you just extract one thing out of it, you're kind of missing everything. You're missing all the, the whole package, you know? And a lot of times people will demonize certain plants because of one thing that's in it. And it's like, well, yeah, if you take that one thing out, then that kind of, that ruins it. You know, it's not, it's getting the whole, the whole effect, the whole entourage effect of the plant. Yeah. And that's one thing you, that a lot of people uh, miss just because of the complexity of the plant is that whenever that plant is processed and that CBD or THC is extracted out, those terpenes dissipate and they go away. Um, so if you're taking a gummy um, or you're taking like a tincture, unless they are like independently extracting terpenes and adding it back into that gummy, then you're not gonna get that in the same uh, way that you would consume the flower. Interesting. Oh. So that has to be a whole nother step when you're producing the, yeah, like oil or the, yeah, yeah, for the oil, for the gummy or whatever. Huh. Interesting. So like, how do you extract, you might not even, I don't know. How do you extract terpenes versus, I mean, it's just a different process of extraction from the plant or? Um, I don't know. <laughs> For any of the people that that wish to know, like true terps or true terpenes is 
whenever I went to MJ BizCon, like the biggest cannabis conference in the world out in Vegas, uh, 2022, I'm sorry, 2021, uh, that was, they were one of the, um, kind of leaders in the terpene space there. Um, but they'll extract terpenes and you can, you know, buy the essentially like an essential oil, except these people extract the terpenes just from the, from the cannabis plant. Oh, wild. Yeah. I think I read there's like a hundred and this could be a totally wrong number, like 150 terpenes or something different. Type, and maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, that, Did that, I read that or something? <laughs> this, this may have been them because their terpenes are so valuable, but they knew that we were a cultivation facility and, you know, and we had edibles and stuff. So they actually gave me a couple samples of their terpenes and they're real expensive, like a little small jar like that. I want to say it's like hundred bucks. And I took that, I put it in my, my diffuser at home. And like when I'm working at home, I kind of dropped some of those cannabis terpenes Oh my in gosh. So. But does it smell like weed? Did your whole place just smell like weed? Or is it like the actual, it doesn't smell as like, you know, weedy smell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah it depends on the terpene. It could. <laughs> <laughs> somebody comes in they're like oh my gosh what are you doing in here <laughs> i love it um these smell so good i mean they smell so good i just like yeah i can imagine just wanting to smell that more perhaps <laughs> so being in the industry so you've you've only been with i mean it's been a short time but what what changes have you seen within the industry um, well, I mean, just the, the high quality, uh, flower market for hemp has, has grown substantially as the consumer has been educated just over the two years that I've been with and bought in, uh, with, with flow gardens. Um, and it, it's still, the consumer is very uneducated, not, um, so just because it's, it's, it, it's so new. So, um, yeah, I think just the overall education level has has changed exponentially, and it's it's gonna it's gonna keep keep going that direction. Totally. Um, what is what, what do you think is the um, you know how do you combat the stigmatism that's still you know surrounding? I mean, how do you how do you beat how do you deal with that? You know, it, that that's tough. You know the, and I think that's something that will solve itself when the Ruth comes out. Um, you know, I went to the General Assembly in Tennessee just to kind of uh, get into the minds of the different state congressmen, sorry, the different state senators and representatives um, in Nashville. And, you know, because it's, you know, um, it's not medical or recreational here. Uh, marijuana isn't. And, and they were all for it. Uh, almost everyone. There were a couple people that were kind of like didn't want to say they just kind of had a no comment, but most everybody was for medical, no rec. There were a lot of people that were against it, uh, recreational, but medicinal, everybody was for it. And it's, and I'll, I'll get to your, your point, Rebecca, is um, how do you kind of remove that, that negative connotation or stigmatism? Uh, there was a gentleman that was, I want to say it was around, Bud was his first name, 75 or 80 years old. Um, he had been on the police force before he was a representative and he'd been a representative for a while for a small town at Kingsport, Tennessee, I believe it was. Um, and you know, so he had been indoctrinated, uh, you know, marijuana, bad drugs, you know, like just, just all that. And it, when someone has a personal experience in their life with someone that they care about, 
that that stuff goes away. So he had a neighbor um, and they were very well respected doctors. They were retired. You know, he was retired and they, they bought a second home in Florida. His, his neighbors did. And she had cancer. So she came back and said, you know, she said, Bud, um, I have I just want to let you know, I know you're against it. But, you know, I've been taking cannabis in Florida. It's legal there and I can get them medicinally. And all the different opioids and all the different drugs that I've been taking, you know, cannabis is what helps me the most. And I don't feel near as bad. And I actually feel good in some situations, you know, when, when I take this. And so now someone who is like fighting hard against it because he, someone that is well-respected and that he knows and cares about, see how it actually helps them from a health perspective, he's changed his perspective. Um, so yeah, I just think it's gonna, it's gonna take time. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be easy. And that's why we're big on, on the research and development and the consumer education. Cause once the consumer is educated, then I think things will take care of itself. Yeah. It's just about time. And, and like you said, just having, having, you know, somebody that, you know, or hearing a story about somebody else, it's like, hmm, or at least it plants a seed that it's like, well, maybe it's not all bad, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it's about education and it's about kind of just knowing the basics. I don't think everybody needs to know how to grow hemp or know all the, you know, to, I mean, cause I, I'm not going to go, <laughs> I'm not going to have my own little grow garden. I would rather just do, you know, buy from you all than have yeah. to <laughs> have to know all those kind of things. Um, but I guess, well, I did, I, I am curious about, I think, you know, like when you go to, like your website or any other website that sells hemp and they have different um, options. You can buy gummies or you can buy tinctures or you can buy the actual flower bud. I mean, what, what would be the difference of these as far as like what benefit would the consumer be getting or different, different benefits, I suppose. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with uh, the consumer's comfort level and how they're taking it. You know, some people don't like to, smoke some people don't like to vape even if it's like a, a healthy alternative like a dryer vape some people would prefer the tincture some people would prefer the the gummies now the when you ingest something that's gonna it's not gonna have as an immediate effect as you you know within 5 10 20 seconds you would if you're um inhaling it so um a lot of it's just the preference with how the consumer wants, wants to ingest it but i would um, ask your listeners and suggest your listeners and just consumers in general, make sure you're doing your, your research when it comes to the health and safety hemp, since the regulation isn't, um, where I think it needs to be. So there are a lot of alternative, um, synthetic cannabinoids that they extract, uh, through alcohol and other methods, um, and wash the plant. So Delta eight, THCO, Delta 10, um, I have heard studies that there are some beneficial things when it comes to pain and other things. Um, and they are psych psychoactive as well, but I've also heard some things that, I, I, the science isn't proven. And I, I just get, a, I get a little bit nervous, uh, when it comes to the, the CBD market with these, um, I guess for lack of a better word, synthetic cannabinoids, um, when it comes to consumer use, as opposed to doing it the, the holistic method through the plant and just taking the CBD or CBC, CBG, like we talked about. So a synthetic, those are you, that's, 
it would say Delta eight or Delta 10, that would be, that's generally a synthetic. Yeah. Again, um, huh. I mean, there's like trace, trace, small, small percentage amounts of Delta eight, but the Delta eight on the market is synthetically it, it's oh. done through a process of heating and some cases washing with alcohol and, and stuff um, like that. I mean, yeah, is that what, is that what like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, are pharmaceutical companies doing using synthetic? Is that because I mean, I, I asked because I know pharmaceutical company tries to wants to make money and get into things that they can patent and you can't patent nature kind of thing. Um, so would that be what the pharmaceutical company is trying to use? Or do you know? I don't know. That's a kind of random question. But yeah, there's a company called Brains Bio. I was on a uh, speaking panel in Miami at a, a cannabis conference a couple months ago. Um, and they are, um, they're a legit, I don't know if they're a pharma or, or medical company, but they, they have a very scientific, uh, process that they follow for, um, you know, isolating these cannabinoids. So, and again, the, the rules aren't advanced to my knowledge when it comes to the FDA and, and how these products can be regulated to. To the, to the end consumer. So I think those companies are going to evolve um, and will come out over time as the regulations mature. But um, right now, I don't, I don't know that there's, there's a lot of companies out there doing that. Mm -hmm. So then, so Delta nine is not, that's what y'all, you y'all's products are Delta nine. Um, so our products have less than 0.3% Delta nine tetrahydrocannabinol. So because it makes it legal, there are hemp hemp derived uh, cannabinoids from that. Um, but what, so ours are mainly CBD and those other uh, alternative cannabinoids, like I've mentioned. Okay, so Delta Nine is more THC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You can't have more than, that, more than the point three percent. Yeah, Delta. you can't have more than yeah. Okay. Well, super confusing. <laughs> super confusing, but I hope that, I mean, I've learned something and I hope my listeners have as well. And they feel like they are a little bit well, better versed in the canvas world because, um, I think it's new to a lot of us. I mean, a lot of us probably grew up with, um, maybe just knowing about marijuana, but we didn't even know that much about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Rebecca, for having me on the show. I look forward to hearing your, your future shows as well. Thanks for allowing us to be be part of the purpose of what uh, the Refined Hippie uh, is, is out there to your listeners. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on so much. Um, let I will put all of your information in the show notes, but if you could just say quickly how people can find you, your website, or um, any other important information. Yeah, I would just say go to um, flowgardens.com. We had a huge Instagram following and uh, Instagram took our uh, account. No down way. Because we're in, anyway, that's uh, that's another. So oh, that's a whole another podcast. On. Let me tell you, because yeah, I yeah. talk about stuff like that. <laughs> I get into it. I'm. Mm. Her AI bot took us down uh, in not a so great fashion. But anyway, yeah, flowgardens.com. We'd love y'all. Y'all check us out. <laughs> We'd love okay. to. Oh, too. <laughs> Sounds good. Until next time, peace and plants. I hope you learned something new about cannabis, hemp, all the cannabinoids, CBC, CBG, 
definitely learned a lot for me. I was kind of well-versed in CBD, but all the other cannabinoids are totally new to me. So I am happy that I can walk away a little bit more educated on cannabis and all the different properties that it has because... As they always say, you know, education is the key to everything. So be sure to check Flow Gardens out at flowgardens.com. If you have any questions, please reach out. And until next time, my lovely, beautiful friend, peace and plants. 